0: I'm going to have a career. I've got viability. Maybe I don't want to go back. What if I could be my own boss? Create your own exit strategy. How is this going to improve your life? Do you want to be the absolute best candidate for a job you'll love in a career with balance? Veteran Leadership Career Catalyst, Jonathan Flax, is teaming up with leading executive search professionals to provide you with cutting-edge career transition strategies. Welcome to Career Transition Experts. And now, here's your host, Jonathan Flax.
1: Oh, what a treat we have. I am newly been introduced to a terrific professional named Meg Schmitz. She has been a career transition specialist her entire career, starting with Banner personnel in Chicago after graduating Northwestern University. She helped place executives into contract and permanent positions, but Meg's current passion is helping people take the leap into career transitions that include business ownership and diversification by by going the, the franchise route through a solid, reputable franchise company. So Meg Schmitz is with an organization called Fran Choice, and I'm super happy to welcome you to the to the program, Meg. Tell us a little more about yourself if you'd like.
0: Jonathan, thanks for having me on. It was great to get to know you a little bit last week. Um, I have going way, way back in my early career, early career I was I was working for my mother who founded a hospice. She's a nurse and mm. founded a hospice in the Chicago area. Talk about taking the leap. You know, this is from life to death. And so this is really big part of my DNA. Um, mm. If you will, my genetic code, uh, my dad is also a, a retired physician. And so I didn't want to go into medicine I I had this job with Banner Personnel right out of college and um, fell into franchising sort of accidentally. I can go into more detail with that. But um, yeah, I didn't want to go the medical route. I wanted to make a lot of money and go into business.
1: Mm. (laughs) Great. So we're not going to do the usual on this program of talking about interviewing with uh, hiring managers and candidate prep and all that stuff. We're really going to focus on what executives and managers might find as an alternative to another job and an alternative to starting a business from scratch and really get into what are the benefits and some of the roadblocks and and things to navigate around um, the the franchise model. So while I like to ask my guests, if a listener stays with this particular episode, what will they get? I think I just summarized it, but anything else broad strokes that like bottom line, what someone's going to walk away with if they listen to this entire 20 minute episode
0: yeah, you know, there has been a lot of head trash around franchising, what it is, what it isn't, how it works, how it doesn't, failures, and et cetera. I, I got my start with Great Clips. Uh, I owned five locations for 11 years. Someone made me a seven-figure offer I couldn't refuse. Mm-hmm. Franchising is so much more than food. And so I want the listeners to be able to walk away with, okay, I'm an executive in transition. I'm going to have a career. I've got viability might be one of those people who says, screw it. I've got ageism. I've got a glass ceiling. I've got whatever else. Maybe I don't want to go back. What if I could be my own boss? What Mm -hmm. if I could call the shots? So I really hope the listeners take away the fact that this is not a a this or that proposition. You should look at your life and your ability to generate income or wealth as this and that. I can have a job. I can have a business. Create your own exit
1: strategy. Mm -hmm. I think it's particularly useful knowing that with uh, really good management and leadership skills, a person can have a franchise or a series of businesses that pretty well run themselves and with the right investment. And again, applying leadership, you can't just set it and forget it. They really can have residual income. So uh, uh, say a little more about that and or what kind of other businesses are, uh, you know, if it's not food and automotive services, what else is hot? <laughs> what else you know what, is hot in franchising? These what's days? hot
0: in franchising right now, Jonathan? This is such a great question. The the pandemic has taught a lot of individual owners as well as franchise companies that we don't have to do everything face to face. This virtual component has been a big benefit to the bottom line for franchise owners to more efficiently serve their customers. And a great example of that would be, I think, what a lot of us did in the pandemic. We looked around our houses and offices and said, I need new carpet. I need I need to paint the walls. With drone technology, with iPads, now a lot of these franchise company companies and, and their owners can really efficiently do an estimate without going into somebody else's home. Mm. It's a one-stop, one interaction. Then get the paint done, get the floor replaced, put up window treatments. You've got gutters that need to be cleaned. So these are all examples of not food and franchising and what's hot. Anything around a house, clean air. We all wanted to breathe cleaner air in the pandemic. We learned a lot about that. Mm. Residential cleaning, even do you want to have somebody come into your house? Yeah, people still don't want to clean their own homes. There are a lot of people who don't know what the difference is between a Phillips head and a regular fill-in-the-blank. It would be screwdriver. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot the thing that people also don't think about is that while there may be a pandemic or or an economic adjustment, we're consumers. We are all consuming stuff. And it doesn't really matter if if you're breathing COVID air or not. You still look around and realize that you need to purchase different products and services or that there are things that you want to be able to do, like a Pilates class. Mm-hmm. In a pandemic, yeah. you can do that.
1: Hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you know, we just mentioned before looking at these particular subjects that, you know, working a a job while also having a franchise that's a new concept to me i thought it was one or the other how how hard is it to diversify into both how does how have you found and helped guide people to juggle both what does that look like conceptually but also maybe very specifically step-by-step
0: yeah specifically People who look through a very narrow lens and think, oh, I can't do both, I just don't have the bandwidth. And I've worked mm-hmm. with people like that. Mm-hmm. Franchising, it probably isn't where you want to go. I don't, it, it needs to be something that you can create the bandwidth in order to explore your curiosity, assess mm-hmm. your skill sets. What is your financial situation? Are you married? Do you have kids? What does your money look like? Money in, money out. So I do. I don't do an official assessment with people, but I am talking to people as an individual. How is this going to improve your life? How are you going to dovetail this into your wife, your life, and your money? And pardon the rhyme, but there are a lot of women who are leading the charge into franchising right now. Mm -hmm. How is this going to benefit your financial outcome? So how, how do people tweak and tune and and balance between work and and owning a business. This is how I got started. I was Mm -hmm. a a mother of a one-year-old who then, my husband and I started our first business. I never learned how to cut hair. I was, and I want the listeners to think about this. You are hiring industry experts to let them do what they're good at. You are essentially the team owner of an NFL team. Or a major league baseball team. You own that team. You know the rules of the game, or you'll learn the rules of the game, rules of engagement. What does a win look like? Who are these players? You don't need to know what a shortstop does technically in order to hire a good shortstop. So, in a good franchise system, you will learn about your management skills, how to execute those management skills employ the industry experts and then delegate the system the game the nfl we all know what a what a win looks like at a at a football game hmm. so this is a benefit of aligning with a really good franchise who can deliver all of that to you knowing that this is going to be another piece of your portfolio it's got to be an easily executed system
1: and if it's executed well what kind of financial goals are attainable with the franchise
0: I am working with people who want to replace a five-figure income. I'm working with a couple of guys right now whose net worth is well over $10 million. For them, this is not replacing an income. This is a game that they want to win that allows them to invest in something that is stable, predictable, 100% satisfaction guarantee. They're looking to generate a lot of money. So for them, I'm looking at... um, well, I'll be frank with you, the, the brick and mortar systems sometimes are more lucrative because they're membership models and you've got that repeat client base, mm-hmm. but that also comes along with overhead. So there are many other that are not brick and mortar that I was saying earlier, like painting and window treatments and gutters and et cetera. Right. You're portable then and going to the consumer or your technician is. Going to the consumer's home or business, so some of you know I'm I'm helping people replace a lot of money.
1: I have a nickname for that kind of business. I just made it up right now. Vans and stands.
0: Oh, there's chucking a truck. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Right, so they market themselves at trade shows and festivals. They don't have a brick and mortar. They have stands, and they deliver services in vans. I don't know. And the Stan in
0: a van model has been very lucrative for the franchisee who's not Stan. You're, you're you, and you, maybe you hire a sales manager or an ops manager in order to keep your full-time job. You're going to hire somebody who's going to manage these Stan in a van right. and, and their daily routine. Where do mm-hmm. they get their inventory? Do they have to come in to get anything? Do they carry it all around in a truck? And, they, and you don't need an office even.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think I said sta- a stand like a like a lemonade oh. <laughs> stand. so. And I see a lot of these um, marketing stands at festivals and trade shows. So that's why I meant. There's no need for a retail outlet. Anyway, totally so correct. Yeah. So that is a lucrative uh, path. I can see that. Um, and you don't have to be a painter to own a Serta Pro or whatever paint franchise is hot. Um, what are some success indicators? Like what is a, the kind of leadership skill that might work in a corporate environment, but not in a franchise? And instead, what kind of management skills and, and traits does someone really need to, for this to be a fit?
0: So a couple of elements that don't really work very well is if you're an introvert, mm-hmm. you're an entrepreneur and you like to tweak and fix and change and adapt, you are not cut out for franchise ownership. Um, introverts can find their way, but you're going to be employing people you're going to be interacting with people you do need to in some ways get energized by the energy of your company and your employees and your yeah. and your customers. Mm-hmm. People who tend to do really well in franchising, anyone who's got a military background, you mm-hmm. know, the field of battle, you know, the risk, you know, yeah. you know what you need to do. Anyone who's played on a sports team, mm-hmm. you have each other's back, you know, the rules of the game, you know what a win looks yeah. like. Anyone yeah. who likes to to cook. A lot of times, single parents make the best owners because they have the the fire in the belly to provide for their families. From the standpoint of people who have a career and are doing well and you're making six figures already, you want to build something that's making six more. And whether it starts with a one or a three or a seven, we can do that. You have to be willing to follow a system. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of corporate people, they they know or maybe they wrote that corporate mission statement. Maybe they wrote that three-word tagline. They know what the team needs to do. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of upper level managers all the way to the C suite who I have helped to place, and they're they're making a lot of money.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Understanding the concept of franchise system is very systemic. So military or logistics or uh, project management uh, people with you know significant project management or operations kind of skills. Follow the methodology step by step. I that wouldn't be me. I'm a musician and an improviser. So even even the fact that we're off my usual script for my <laughs> podcast interviews gives you the idea. I don't know if I would be the right guy for a, a franchise because I I don't uh, hold rules very high in regard. I I am more of a improvis, improviser and relationship builder. But I'm an extrovert off the chart. In other words, I get energy by engaging with people. And introverts who are drained by interact, whether they're outgoing or quiet, isn't what introvert is, just in case someone isn't really clear on that definition. Introvert means drained by having to deal with too many people other than close one-on-one relations. And so, yeah, that makes a lot of sense if they've got to manage a lot of people and interact with marketing and get new customers. That's a real extrovert's game. Yeah. Um, what else would be useful for uh, someone who's just beginning to think about mm, maybe I start my own business and do it this way? Where do they begin?
0: Call me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Call me.
0: Okay. So just a little bit more about my own my then own then background. They,
1: what happens when they? Yeah. Let's get into your background, and and then what happens when they call you?
0: So from the very beginning, as I said earlier. My mother helped to found a hospice, so I've been answering phones and stuffing envelopes. My degree is in counseling. I did not go into counseling, but quite frankly, I use that as a tool in my trade every day. I am Mm. listening, as my husband will say, "You can't remember where you put the car keys, but you don't forget anything about your candidates, the Mm. the the data points, the layers, the the honesty that I'm looking for. I am looking for an honest exchange, so that I can help." the listener, you decide if you want to have this conversation and, and get into this research project. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of introspection you need to do. You need to take into consideration how this is going to impact your household, your family, your money. Those are the three pillars that I build into every conversation. And I am a truth teller. If this is the wrong fit for you, I love helping people find a job. I love people who want to pursue their passion in their career. Business ownership isn't for everybody. But if you have a whiteboard approach and are willing to say, "Hmm, you know, I don't know anything about that, but I'd really like to learn. That's my role. I'm an educator and a navigator, and I don't care if you buy a franchise or not. I do care that you land on the right lily pad.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could hear that when you spoke about the people who've placed that are making a lot of money and you, know, yeah, you, you and I are the same in that I'm not looking for just the next client. I'm looking for the client to get results. So we will post your contact information in the show notes. And this is a really great uh, insight and, and alternative, an alternative and opportunity for a lot of leaders who either want to try something new or cut their own path and in many cases, like you said, overcome. Yes, there's ageism. I find candidates who really want to will find a job no matter how old they are, because the ageism is existing in some places, but it's not everywhere. Other places are much more um, meritocracy. Right. But um, yeah, you just don't have to worry about any of that when you're your own boss and you can make your own hours and you have the kind of freedom that comes from business ownership. I just spent Friday to Monday on a sailboat. Uh, that couldn't happen if I was if I was employed. I could just call in, stuck in Newport.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the best thing about being self-employed? I mean, your 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 hardest boss is yourself, and your easiest boss is yourself.
1: Yeah. A little quick screen share. Our podcast listeners won't see this, but um, on uh, sailing the boat back from Block Island up to Bristol, Rhode Island, we had wind and waves against us—twenty to thirty knots of wind. Four to six in some cases, eight foot waves. So we go to Bristol. We had to stop in Newport for the night. And then then I was able to get up Monday morning, get the boat the rest of the way to Bristol, and then do my work from the boat. And I had an afternoon of productive sessions. So that is available.
0: You are a thrill seeker, as am I. Um, We could talk about that offline. If if I were going to add one other thing for the listener, they should know that my services are paid for by the franchise company if there's a successful placement. Mm -hmm. So I'm at a point in my life, I'm 58 years old. My husband and I own a bunch of companies. I am the picture of diversification and how does it work for you and still have work-life balance to have a successful Mm -hmm. marriage. I'm that person. But great. I want the listener to know that there is no fee. If you want to engage with me, it's all free. And we carry on as long as we carry on and it's a productive conversation.
1: It's fantastic. Fantastic. All right, Meg, two other questions I'd like to ask guests. What is your favorite artist, musical, uh, band, singer, composer, orchestra, soloist? I don't care. Um,
0: well, I do love Frank Sinatra, but I'm also old school country. Mm-hmm. I I am an old school country girl.
1: Mm. I had a friend who called himself Hank Cash.
0: Yes. Did
1: nothing but Hank Williams and Johnny Cash.
0: Two of mm. my favorites.
1: <laughs> Fabulous. And any causes that you support that are near and dear to your heart?
0: Near and dear. Um, I've already mentioned hospice and I'm on the board of the oh, hospice that my mom was a founder of. But my oh. husband and I also have a prairie wetland um, property maintenance company up here mm. in Wisconsin. One mm. of my favorite philanthropies up here is a gal who recovers and rehabilitates downed raptors. It's an eagle, an owl, hawks, mm. osprey. Um, wow. and up here we've got a lot of it's we're in Wisconsin, so we've got a lot of birds up here. Diane yeah. will bring her her recovered, rehabilitated birds here to our two hundred and thirty acres to release them. Wow! So the name of her her um her business is Who's Woods after Winnie the Pooh. H O O S. Who's mm-hmm. Woods? So, I mean, you just can't believe the transition. And I'll tell you, I cry because I'm an American and I love the national anthem. When mm-hmm. I see an eagle fly, and we've got them flying over here all the time, that's that's, that's a great philanthropy for for us to be behind.
1: That's great. That's really really great. We have a lot of osprey up here. On- on the New England coast. Yes you
0: do.
1: Meg schmitz thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your spunky haircut. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for your energy and most importantly for sharing your insights and uh, your willingness to help out people who are looking to make this change.
0: It's my pleasure. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much for listening to the Career Transition Experts. We hope you got something of value and would love to hear from you on what you did learn and how this episode made a difference. If you'd like to contact or reach our guests, take a look at the show notes. And you can also find there a link where we will send you a free copy of our resume preparation checklist. If there's anything we can do to help you fulfill your vision and make that transition smoothly, contact us. We are here for you. Thanks again for listening. Hope to see you again soon. Bye for now.